Good morning. It's Monday, July 12th. I'm Duarte Geraldino. Shemita Basu is off. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. The record-breaking heat wave is making wildfires harder to fight. Over the weekend, two firefighters died in a plane crash in Arizona. In northern Nevada, people had to evacuate after lightning strikes ignited parts of the Sierra Nevada forest. In Oregon, a fire doubled in size and threatened power lines connected to California. That's where officials urged people to save electricity. And what's nothing short of a double punch of extreme heat is making matters worse. This latest heat wave is coming just weeks after the region experienced similar record-setting temperatures. Last month was the hottest June on record. And the BBC explains that the air is so dry, water dropped onto the flames often evaporates before hitting the ground. Beyond wildfires and power cuts, it's so hot that it's hazardous to your health. Communities are working to find ways to keep people safe, especially the elderly and small children. Families are being warned, drink plenty of water, stay out of the sun, and check in on relatives and neighbors. Texas is once again at the center of the fight over the future of voting rights. State Republicans are trying to pass new restrictions on voting, and there's a particular case there that's getting national attention. The state's Republican attorney general is facing criticism for the arrest of a black man who's accused of illegally voting in the March 2020 Democratic primary. And this is because he cast a ballot while on parole. The Washington Post reports on how 62-year-old Hervis Rogers is making his case. Under Texas law, it's illegal to knowingly vote while serving out a sentence. His lawyers and civil rights advocates argue he didn't know he was not eligible when he waited in line for six hours to vote. They say Rogers would never have done this CNN interview right after he walked out of the polling center if he thought he was breaking the law. I figured like it was my duty to vote. I want to get my vote in, divorce my opinion, and I wasn't going to let nothing stop me. So I waited it out. Rogers is currently out on bail, but if he's found guilty, he could face up to 20 years in prison. The attorney general is defending the arrest. Several Democratic lawmakers say the AG is intentionally targeting people of color. Critics say this arrest might create a chilling effect, essentially making marginalized communities question their eligibility to vote and therefore lowering their turnout rate. So that yogurt or jam you threw away the other day because it was past the date on the package, it's probably still good. You see, America's food labeling system is not very consistent. Vox took the time to analyze the fine print for you. This system is confusing to the point where we're all apparently throwing out a lot of perfectly good stuff. And this is hurting not only our pocketbooks, but also our planet. Studies show the average U.S. family can toss out more than $2,000 worth of food every year. The problem is, so-called expiration dates rarely have anything to do with spoiling. It's much more about how companies that make the food want it to appear. 
The dates are often the points when a company decided that the potato chips might not be quite as crunchy or when the peanut butter might look slightly different, but that's not the same as spoiled. Vox explains, most packaged foods are perfectly fine for weeks or months past those dates. And since there's no federal system, labels can vary widely by state, even for the exact same product. They may say best by a certain date or sell by or best if used before. None of those phrases mean the food is going to make you sick if you eat it after that. So it's easy to see how folks get confused and throw out too much of this stuff. After looking through the research, Vox's advice is pretty simple. Don't just rely on a date stamp. When you're deciding whether to keep something, trust your nose, your eyes, and your other senses. You could save money and help the planet at the same time. Maine is legendary for lobsters, but this summer, the critters getting attention are brown-tailed moth caterpillars. They may look fuzzy and cute, but if you touch one, it's going to mess you up. Their hairs are poisonous and can cause searing pain on your skin. All across Maine, drug stores are selling out of cortisone and witch hazel. These are remedies for the itching you could experience for days if one of these caterpillars touches you. As The Atlantic explains, this insect recently turned from a regional nuisance into a statewide problem. This is largely about climate change. Steadily higher temperatures are making it easier for brown-tailed moth caterpillars to thrive. They do best in warm, dry conditions. Now, the onslaught of these bugs isn't just a threat to people's health. They're also gobbling up leaves. One entomologist worries about the economic impact on tourism. She's also heard landscaping companies can't find enough workers because people are afraid of getting the rash associated with these bugs. The state is now urging people to fight back this winter when nests appear in the trees. The advice is cut the nests down and destroy them. You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. And while you're there, check out some of our audio stories. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Tomorrow. 